Hello and welcome to The Great Movies Pod, the retrospective film review show where we discuss, usually, all of the movies covered in Roger Ebert's seminal film essay collection, The Great Movies. I'm Nick Fulton. And I'm Dylan Quare. Jan is out of town this week. I don't know, do you know where she is? No, nah, but I saw she logged a hiking trip on Instagram. It was in Northern California, I think, so somewhere around there. Okay. She's out of town. You and I, so we talked about doing this uh, months ago. Yeah. Uh, a, a thing that we're a big fan of is the Sight and Sound poll, mm-hmm. which uh, they do they do every 10 years, every uh, year that ends in a two. They release this huge poll. I think the last one was like 600 some voters or, or maybe 500 voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reference it uh, Constantly. sort of ad nauseum. Yeah. yeah. And, and this year it's coming out again. And I think at the beginning of the year we had talked about like we should we should do like a predictions pod. So I think we had talked about doing it over the summer. The summer came and went. We never did it. Fortunately <laughs> for us, the sight and sound poll is being rela- released like way later than it usually is. So yeah. uh, because of their tardiness, we're able to sneak this in ourselves. <laughs> it's good. So that's what, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to come up with some of our predictions. The Sight and Sound uh, 2012 poll was 846 critics, programmers, academics, and distributors, and directors. Um, this year, it's going to be like, I think, double the size. It should said be it's a lot like 16... larger. Yeah, I think they said it's like 1,600 people or something like that, including, um, I know Sean Gilman, who's been on the show, got a vote. Good for him. I'm so excited yeah. for Sean. I don't know what did do you know do you happen to know if Peter Labuza got a vote? I believe he did. Okay. It seemed like um pretty much anyone sort of of, of note. Yeah. Uh got a got a vote if they asked for one. Just gotta ask. I do know We should have asked. We should have asked, yeah. I, I do know that uh former guest on the show, Justin DeClue, did not I, I saw him say that he did not get a vote, but his podcast co host got a vote. Weird. I'm sure Justin could have. I'm sure Justin could have gotten one if he would have asked. Yeah. Also, that's weird. Anyways, neither of us asked, which I think is probably the only reason we didn't get a. Vote. Yeah, I mean, they were just, they were they waiting were, for us to ask. They were a little too shy. They were a little shy. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have valued our opinion as much as like fucking Richard Brody. Hmm. You know. I mean, doesn't Armin get a vote? Oh yeah, That's we've talked about. I feel like we've talked about Arvin's list a yeah, lot. Yeah, he has a really got, good list. He's he's got a good list. Yeah, he just if they did a uh, like his commentary on what the final list was, he'd probably talk about how like Vertigo's about cancel culture or something like that. I don't know. Prediction that he's gonna have an Uwe Boll movie on his sight and sound <laughs> list this time. No, he'll he he will have like a Michael Bay movie. He'll have like the 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 um. What is it called? Thirteen days. Oh, uh, thirteen hours. The secret soldiers of Benghazi. Thirteen, thir- thirteen hours. All right, way shorter than I thought it was. Yeah. Don't you know how long was, Benghazi I was, was? I don't. I don't know, man. I've. I didn't see that movie. Maybe it was talking about like the things that happened before and after. <laughs> Should we talk about the old sight and sound list? Yes. Um, like what the top ten was. Yeah, we could go through so it. This, and this was the first year they did a, a director and a critics poll, correct? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I didn't pull up the director's poll separately. I, I can, but uh, 
This was the first year in a long time that Citizen Kane was uh, toppled from the top mm-hmm. slot. So just like for people who don't know what this list is, I, I couldn't find the uh, the quote, but... It's been Ebert there since point, 62. Basically. From 62 to 2012, it held, held the number one spot. And in mm-hmm. 2012, Vertigo took the spot. Yeah, this, this was uh, a, a list. That, it's the list that uh, Ebert basically said. It's the list that uh, like film snobs care about. In part because it's not just one person's list or it's not just... A, a, a weird panel like AFI that's yeah. that's only American, American movies. It's much, it's much more diverse, um, and it's pulling from a lot more people. Yeah, so you get like a, a better consensus, I think. Mm-hmm. So in 2012, for the first time in a long time, uh, and for its first time, Vertigo took the number one slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Citizen Kane, like we said, dropped from number one to number two which it had held on for uh, a long time. Number three is Yasujiro Ozu's Tokyo Story, which what? I know is uh, a favorite of both of ours. Would it be your Not favorite Citizen Ozu? Kane also. Uh, I think it is. It's between that and Late Spring. Okay. Because, like, you could say Citizen Kane is, like, a favorite of mine, but it's also my seventh favorite Orson Welles movie, I think. That's insane. Well, uh, it's just it, because, Citizen- like, he made seven of the best movies ever made. Like, it's, it's nothing against Kane. Yes, Citizen Kane would be uh, would get a vote from me if I should we give our we should, and I did vote. Should we make our ten at the end of this episode? We could try to do that. Sure. I mean, I gave you a ten uh, like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. We could try for to your find poll. That again. Yeah, yeah, I've got it saved on Letterboxd. Um, so uh, Tokyo Stories number three, number four is Rules of the Game, which I feel like we talk about a lot on here. It's a god tier movie. Yeah. Uh, number five is Sunrise, which is, I think, fitting because we're talking about a Murnau movie next time we record yeah. with the uh, the whole gang. Very we'll different sort of Murnau. Although it is yeah. kind of about yeah, like very, a, very a an, an insanely wild force coming in to ruin a marriage between two people. You can see some crossovers. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, number six is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Sure. N- number seven is the searchers amazing movie number eight i always feel like this one kind of like sticks out as an odd choice because i feel like people never talk about man with the movie camera yeah so that's not just me right i was looking up um if there was anyone else putting out predictions and no one's really put out sight and sound predictions but there was an interesting uh thread in the reddit criterion i believe where people were trying to make some predictions and there was an interesting split between a few people that thought Man with a Movie Camera would jump up because its availability has gotten more widely uh, seen. Sure. And there was another group of people that were like, because it's more available, a lot more people are going to see it. And it's not going to become this sort of like hip, cool film yeah. artifact. And it's going to be like, oh, well, now we've all seen a Man with a Movie Camera. Cool. And it's going to drop to like 30 or something. Yeah, sort of for the same reason. I like deba- I, I wasn't sure what to do with I Am Cuba in my predictions because it's like, I, I, I think more people have probably seen it now than they have in 2012, but it's still not that available. What? You know what I mean? It placed 91st. Okay. It did it place that high? Director's poll. My bad. 
director's poll 91st oh all right i was gonna say i'm pretty sure it's on the top 250 but i don't think it's uh i'm i'm on the wikipedia page which just shows the 100 for both critics oh, and directors right. so when i searched it it came up um so number nine is another movie that we're talking about shortly on the pod which is uh dryer's passion of joan of arc and awesome movie. number 10 is a movie we already talked about um eight and a half great movie so that is the old top 10. We are going to try to predict uh, not just the top 10. We are going to do uh, our own top 10 predictions, but we're also going to just come up with general predictions for what we think might happen mm-hmm. in the uh, new sight and sound poll. So do you want to go first? Um, I'll throw out a... Pr- we, we could go back and forth, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what I figured. We'll, we'll take turns. I have my first prediction is that no silent films will be in the top 10. Wow. Right now, there's three, I think. Two. With uh, Battleship Potemkin at 11. Just outside. And that was one that um, used to be, like, very high up, right? Yeah. So, I think think there's not going to be any silence. I don't see Sunrise or Man with a Movie Camera sticking around. Um, I don't actually kind of feel like there's going to be a lot of turnover. I don't think The Searchers is, is... as in vogue as it was from the 70s to the 2000s. Um, I could see that. I wasn't sure if I, in our predictions, I, I went back and forth as to what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with sort of like the more wide open voter um, pool, I think it's going to skew a little bit newer. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't think there's going to be enough for these uh, silent stalwarts or... Um, how do you say it? Like culturally reductive compared to modern day standards, uh, films mm. like The Searchers would be. So yeah, no silent films in the top ten. Okay, uh, I based on what I threw in my uh, top ten prediction, I don't agree, but I did see I did uh, have some some drops. So we'll sure. get to that in a little bit. Actually. Um, Oh, I did have I I did have that this written down. So I'm going to go with my my first prediction is just that man with the movie camera is going to drop out of the top ten. Okay, I I, I would concur with that. In a, yeah, in a very similar. I mean, I guess this is more specific to, but it's saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. As uh, is what you said. Yeah. Um. I'm. I, I mean, I don't know how much I want to get into this. When was the voting happening? Was it was happening in like August, right? I think it was over the summer. I'm I'm pretty sure. Do you think there's any chance that Russian movies won't do as well this time, given the current political climate? Do I don't you... think so. Okay, I'm curious. I was curious if that would affect things at all. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Um, I I wonder how because Tarkovsky had both Mirror and. Uh, Andre Rublev and Stalker, I think all relatively high. He did. Then there was Man with the Movie Camera, Battleship Potemkin. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Man with the Movie Camera is a Russian. I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if there was any other Russian movies, but I was, I almost put like that the Russian movies might drop collectively a bit, but that would be a little hard to um, quantify. So Say I, whether it's, Yeah. So I'm just curious to see if that happens. Yeah, I'm 
the Tarkovsky thing is interesting because I, I think it's movies have become more available. Like Mirror did not have a Blu-ray release and now it does. Um, mm-hmm. And it's obviously a, a good movie and very popular uh, in like the art house circles. But then some like, will it be too popular and people won't want to vote for it? I think that's what I um, have a tough time gauging is, is are, are things going to be uh, seen as hipster? By, sure. by picking which um i mean i disagree with i i think that mirror totally deserves uh a slot oh. very high up this list but i mean um, you know some people may disagree i i feel like it's hard to argue against literally any of these being this high at least personally like mm-hmm. i'm not going to really go to bat against any of these movies i think i gave eight and a half a four out of five and even that i'm like yeah that makes sense that it would be in the top 10 like mm. i'm not mad about that yeah uh what's your next prediction the critics poll will have a director mm. with two movies in the top 10 Ooh. the director's poll already one? did that actually last time was that ozu no it was um kubrick wait did I miss up on the... Yeah, it was Coppola. Godfather and Apocalypse Now both were in the top 10. Oh, sure. And I agree sure. that I think both Apocalypse Now and uh, Godfather are going to get a bump in this. But I, I made a list of directors I could see um, having at least two movies in the top 10. Uh, Kurosawa, Ford, Kubrick, Ozu, Tarkovsky, Godard, Scorsese, Dreyer, and Coppola. I think all are sort of in the bubble where if one did well and the other one overperformed a bit to expectations, like it could uh, result in that director having more than one placement in the top 10. And I think one of them will squeak in with something. I wouldn't be surprised. It's tough because I don't think a lot of people uh, who's I think Nuri Bilgajelan is the person who voted for only five directors and he did two movies for me. Yeah. Uh, but most people are, are, are not voting for two directors uh, on the same poll. So it, it will, it'll be interesting if that happens. It might be tough just because there will be a vote splitting, I think. Yeah. Like even if even if uh, you think like Godfather Part 1 and Godfather Part 2 were two of the ba- best movies of all time, I feel like a lot of people would not vote for both just because no. it's kind of boring. Mm-mm. All right. Yeah. Um, my next, my next uh, prediction is on the last poll, Jean Dielman was the highest movie directed by a woman at number 37. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that either uh, John Dielman or maybe someone like Beau Travai will be higher. Sure. I think a woman-directed film will be higher than number 37. Do you think it'll break into the top 30? Because maybe if it ends up thirty six, that's effectively the same. I'm curious how much you think it could go. Um, I would be shocked if anything made the top ten, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but I I think top twenty five is um, I think it's feasible. Okay, okay, for sure. I I, I think those two are uh, decent picks. Um, I feel like Varda sort of has the vote splitting thing. Like it could be Cleo from five to seven, but I think there are other films of hers that may draw votes away. Um, what would be the like biggest Wanda, draw, do you think? Maybe? Huh? Something like Wanda. The um, Oh, sure, sure. Uh, oh, God, what's that woman's name? Um, 
it's Barbara something rather. She was married to um, uh, Ilya Kazan. Yeah, it was Barbara Loden. Loden, Loden. Um, I could see that coming because that that was her only film, so she's not really pulling away from herself. Sure. But yeah, I think something directed by. I think we're gonna see more like diversity among the directors represented. Yes. So that's that's uh, that's one way. That I, I didn't look into this, first. but what is the highest film by a black director? Um, I would guess Killer of Sheep, right? I think that's not too low outside the top. Um, it's not in the top 50. 100 for either. What? That's another one that's like, it's tough to find. Do the Right Thing is not in the top 100 for either list. Uh, I think I might have had that written down as a prediction. Hmm. Okay. Maybe we should. Pred- I think at least one black directed movie will be in the top fifty. Is that your prediction? Is that your next prediction? I didn't think about this, but I'll I'll give you a bonus prediction with that. Um. That's shocking. Yeah. That's something that I think will change, and um, with the needed diversity edition of this uh, this um, poll, yeah, that's something that I think will change, and um, I'll, I'll touch on a, another example of it okay. uh, later. So it looks like the what I'm seeing is something that I'm actually going to bring up later. So uh, we'll come back to the the black directors because if I'm looking at if I didn't miss anything i think i found what the highest one is and i'll, I'll make that my next prediction so uh we okay. can bring it up soon but what's your what's your number three then i'm gonna change my number three i'm gonna make my number three the black director will be in the top 50 but i i just recently okay. maneuvered something around so that doesn't work with my number three prediction uh, okay so you're you're I, going this, with actually the, i will say this i think I think the directors and critics list will agree for what the number one movie is. I won't say yet what I think it will be. Okay. Critics and directors agree. Mm-hmm. Who would have heard? So is your, uh, a, a black director will be in the top 50. Is that, does that count as one of your picks then? Or is that going to be a, a, uh, that, a pick number 11? That'll be a pick 11 for me. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, my number three is, um, I thought that an African film would be much higher sure. than it has been. And uh, if I oh, scoured oh, everything oh. right, There's one. Tukibuki, Tukibuki is number Buki. Okay, there is one black-directed movie in the top 100. Yeah, movies. so I think, Tuki, I think Tukibuki will be higher. I don't even know that I think that it'll be the number one um, I don't think movie directed by a black person. But I think it will be. My prediction is just that that will go up. Yeah, I th- I can't believe the number one isn't a Sambini, honestly, from Africa. It's not Black Girl or, I don't know, what would be the mm-hmm. next biggest movie from him? Uh, maybe Moulin Day, but that's pretty new. Yeah, but that got a huge Criterion release and a big push. Yeah. So did Tsukibuki. It's in a box set and it had a standalone it's release. True. Black Girl has its, has a release. Black Girl so. Those could really get a big bump, I think. Yeah. Uh, what's your number four? So in both critics and directors lists, at least I could tell, it's kind of hard to to scroll through here. Um, but the only Indian movie I could find was Pathar Panchali. Mm-hmm. I think there will be more than one Indian movie on both lists. 
in the top 250? In the top 100. I'm just going off 100 because that's what I can see on the Wikipedia page. That's okay. what I was using. Um, so more than one Indian yes. movie. I'm, I'd be curious to see what the next highest would be. If it's another Rai, if um, Awara maybe could get up there from Raj Kapoor. Um, even a more new film from like uh, Ratnam or Rajamuli. Um, or actor more like a, like a Shah Rukh Khan movie could jump. Mm-hmm. He's got some classics. Like I, I think, I think there'll be one more in the top hundred for sure. Yeah, I'm looking and in the in the lower one hundreds, the river. Although I don't think that counts. No, 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 no. that very much not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that counts. Uh, yeah, I'm down at 168, and I'm not seeing any other Indian movies. I th- uh, let's see The Music Room at 189. Oh, that's an amazing movie. Have you seen The Music Room, Nick? No, I haven't. For shame. I had uh, Pathra Panchali actually list- written on my predictions, too. So oh, okay. I'll go in-, in tandem with you on that, and it was more specifically that Pathra Panchali will go up. Yeah, I think that's almost for sure. Um, 40... That's another one that's more available now. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was in middle school and got the Ebert book um, that we use for our podcast. And I was in the library at like the summer school I was at. And I remember like the first, it was one of the first movies. I can't remember which order, but like I opened it up. I was like, I've never heard of this movie called the Apu Trilogy. Mm-hmm. And um, now I feel like if you say the Apu trilogy to most film fans, it's like, oh, they they at least know about the Apu trilogy. Yeah, like I, I mean, it's got a Criterion release that's very popular. Yeah. What's your uh, number five? Um, more than one African movie will end up in the top one hundred. Okay. And Tukibuki, I believe. Had to have been the only one. Yeah, right? so it's Tukibuki, and I'm, I feel like Asimbene will uh, will end up there as well. I'm trying to think if there's any other directors that could. I mean, there's a lot of other great African directors, but like I don't really know if any of them would, you know, have the same sort of reach. To get there, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm looking through a list right now. Yusuf uh, Chahai. Yilan. Oh, that's true. Sissi. Sissi's movies are hard to find, though. Um, um, Yilan was on uh, Criterion Channel, I believe, wasn't it? I, mean, uh, I, I didn't see it on the Criterion Channel, so. But if yeah, it was, not that, that means it's like easy to find, but um, yeah, uh, uh, Cairo Station. Yeah, Cairo um, Station would be maybe the only other one that's coming to mind. I, I Chahine, I've, I've never had to say this man's name out loud. Yeah, I hate doing that. Yeah, on this I think podcast. it's Chahine, Chahine? Okay. Yusef Chahin. I guess, but I'm not, I'm not positive. He's the only other director I think that might have enough reach with one or two movies that could, could pop yeah. up. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I, I, I think um, 
uh, like Tukibuki and Yulin and um, Black Girl, the Simben movies that I've seen are are better than Cairo Station. Cairo Station, I think, is good, but it's I think it's more historically important than yeah. it is like a, a great film in its own right. I mean, it's it's a fine movie, but I don't think it's uh, it's not an all time or, uh, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting movie. It's certainly worth watching, but it's not my favorite of the the like admittedly very very few African movies that I've seen. Sure. Um is it on me? It is on me. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with uh I think there'll be an animated movie in the top 2 uh, in the top 50. Ooh, which one do you think it could be? So I think I believe the highest before is Pinocchio. Is that correct? I'll take your word for I it. I don't I don't think that there is any animated movie in the top 100. I don't remember seeing one um, on the list. I think that is a good bet. Um, but I think it could be Spirited Away. I was thinking I think Spirited that's, Away that's, out of all the ones I could think of. Yeah, that's that's one that I think um, maybe has the best shot, even though it's new. I think it's so popular. And, and I think Miyazaki is pretty yeah, I think you could honestly and just say Miyazaki his, in general. You could say Mononoke, Totoro, any of those I think would probably be the best competitors yeah, to be to- in the top fifty. Yeah, Totoro Totoro's uh would be the other one that, that I would um go higher for. I think those have a better shot than something like Only Yesterday or oh one God. of their Takahata movies. Or honestly, more mm-hmm. than the classic Disney movies that probably show up the best on this list right now. Yeah, I mean I th- I think something like I I'm not seeing it on there, but I I, I would have sworn that Pinocchio was was up there. Um, something like that could be on there, but yeah, uh, I also think your vote your vote splitting a little bit more with when you go against like the, what Disney movie you would want. Right, I'd right. almost and think Spirited a Pixar Away, movie would be in there over a Disney movie. Wally yeah, I, that, that's true. Uh, Wally, Wally was so Wally was two oh eight. Spirit Away was two eighteen. Okay, those are um, definitely those are going to be a hundred placements higher at least. I think. Yeah, so I think animated's going to make a big jump. I think people like, um, I think a lot of people will want to include an animated movie. Like I, I could see people saying like, "All right, I need to make sure I include this. I need to make sure I include like something directed by a woman. I need to like make sure that they're being more uh, diverse, like within genre and styles." And yeah, I think that includes animation. So that's that's uh, that's my bet. Okay, your number six. So the list started in 1952, and the first number one mm-hmm. pick was the Bicycle Thieves. Is it bike thieves? I don't think the Bicycle Thieves will be in the top 25 of either list. Wow. Currently on the critics' poll, it is. Let's see. It might have already jumped out of the. It's 33. That's brutal what the heck that's surprising i feel like that's kind of a staple of and it's like great important cinema you include bike thieves on there yeah but like i mean we we talked about like how important cairo station is even if it's not like as accomplished of a movie as something like black girl or but bike thieves is just an insanely watchable movie for even for how dour it is it's just like 90 minutes it's got two really good characters great score well shot like i, I could show bicycle thieves to a lot more people than i think Cairo station i can't yeah, believe there's it. a bike the bike's gone they said it's easy 
Bicycle Thieves is number 10 on the director's poll. I don't think it's going to be in the top 25 for either one. I just... Wow. That's, that's a, that'd be a big drop. I, if it dropped the all the way poll. to 33 on the critics poll, I just don't see a lot of love for it. I think it's one that kind of gets taken for granted. And that's that. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I would be unhappy to see it drop that much. Yeah. Um, my next one, people have talked about the Battle of the 2000s. And I think the Battle of the 2000s will go to In the Mood for Love over Mulholland Drive. I would agree with that. I think uh, I think In the Mood for Love, when we do our top 10s, I'll just say that I put In the Mood for Love, I think it is going to make the top 10. I may or may not agree with that. But okay. I do think it's going to... And I, 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 I would say it probably places higher than Mulholland Drive. Yeah, they were very close on the last one. Yes, they uh, were. In the Moon for Love was 26, Mulholland Drive is 28. So that is neck and neck. And both of those movies are very popular, both, I think, uh, in like the super snob and like the backlash <laughs> to the super snobs. Yes. Ever, everyone really adores both of those movies, both of those directors. Um, they really kind of transcended both sides i don't see many hipster picks being like in the mood for love isn't as good as the other Wong Kar Wai movies or yeah. i don't see a lot of like people that are like i just watch mcu movies or like they'll still see in the mood for love and be like oh that was really good mm-hmm. it's it's incredibly effective it's yeah insane from a hole and drive yeah i i so i i think um in the mood for love is gonna make it doesn't have like a huge it's so high up that it doesn't even have like a huge way to jump. And I think despite that, it will jump up a lot. Fair enough. Uh, what's your next pick? Uh, oh, you just did the even flip. Um, I will say, let me see. We have three picks left from each. Uh, four, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Oh, I think my 10th pick is my top. That 10. is what 10. I, I just, I just explained to you what uh 10 minus six is. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Um, I think my 10th prediction is just my top 10 ranking. So maybe I'll have... I guess I have okay. my bonus prediction, right? Yeah, you got your bonus prediction. All right, so it still works out. Um, so this one kind of hurts me to say. I don't think there's going to be an Archer's movie on either top 100 list. What? I don't think so. Uh, I will bet you <laughs> that you are very wrong on that. Five bucks? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, Red Shoes doesn't on both lists. Red Shoes doesn't place in the top 100 of either list. Uh, and the director's poll doesn't have any, as far as I can tell. The only one, uh, the one that's the critics poll has Life and Death of Colonel Blimp at 93. Well, tied for 100, basically, and mm. Matter of Life and Death at 90. And I don't think those are as in vogue right now. I think they'll be pushed out for some of the newer stuff. Those might be the first to go. Haven't like three of their movies gotten Criterion's? Not that like Criterion's the be all end all, but yeah, it it, it does. I think have a lot of uh, like not notoriety, but people seem to know. People are aware that this is as opposed this to is the at thing. least. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm being like a little like North American centric because. I'm thinking of like things that are accessible here without needing a uh, region free player, but they've, you know, they've pulled people from around the world. So maybe that's uh, bad thinking on my part. Also, I just, 
when I see what critics talk about today and even like when I, I go to the Criterion um, part of my Barnes and Nobles the first day of the sale every year. Mm-hmm. Is yours getting smaller and smaller, by it's the way? It's tiny. They You're... reduced it by almost 90%, honestly. S- same with us. It, it used to be like two two shelves both sides like long long like uh aisle shelves both sides and then it got reduced to one and then they just redid our barnes noble and it's like like a wall shelf and it's just like a narrow wall shelf and that's it it's a narrow wall shelf for us but also they have the movies out cover up instead of spine out so there's only mm. th- oh, so it's there's like, only three yeah, movies there's like per three shelf. movies per. I think that there's a total Jesus of fifty Christ. movies total because it's three times four, times two. Yeah, it's about. Yeah, and it's mostly the new. It's mostly, mostly the new, the new releases, releases and guessing. every time I'm yeah. there, there's maybe. Like last time I was there, they had bringing up baby and the red shoes, and there was a line of ten people with me. No one goes for them. They all go. They were all grabbing Lost Highway. They were grabbing Mulholland Drive, you know, they were grabbing Videodrome. It's just, it, I don't think, I don't see it staying because it has the Criterion um, effect to it. We, we watched Videodrome uh, Friday night. Terrible movie. We, uh, my, bro- my brother and his buddy came over and we were like, you know, should we watch... We wanted. We talked about watching a horror movie, and we thought about watching a new one like *Barbarian*, uh, which I still haven't seen. I've heard it's a little gnarly, and Nelly was going to watch a movie with us, and she like didn't want to watch something that fucked up. So yeah, so like, you'll watch *Videodrome*. Yeah, so we're like, well, well, maybe, well she loves *Videodrome*. Yeah, but that's so pretty like fucked up. We, with, yeah, we talked about doing *Night of the Living Dead* or uh, *Eraserhead* or um, *One Cut of the Dead*, and then we're like, all right, let's just pick. And Nelly's like. I'll watch video drum again. Like I want, I, I, would, I would vote for that. And then we're all just like, all right, fine. So we, we watch video drum again. It's a great movie. Did you um? Oh, what was I gonna say? Something about video drum. Yeah, never mind. I was joking. Did the, video, did the... video drum is very good. I wanted to make sure I was like. Yes. Yeah, great movie. Yes, I knew you. Isn't it your number one? Uh, probably, probably David movie too. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 my favorite. I think um, the flies a close second for me. I think Naked Lunch is second for me, but oh yeah, you're a big Naked Lunch guy. I'm not as high on it. I don't know why I am. That's the movie's not very me, but I do enjoy it. Do you think ne- next time you watch Eraserhead, it'll like hit you different as a dad? Probably, yeah, <laughs> especially since I gave birth to a or I didn't give birth. Nelly gave birth to a. Uh, is it a? A calf fetus, it's supposedly, or like a, a, a skinned rabbit or something. Yeah. Great. All right. What is my next pick? Um, what is your next pick? I think Terry Malick is going to break into the top 50. That's a very good pick. It's going to be Tree of Life, like in all honesty. I don't see it being anything else. I don't think he had anything in the top 100, and I think he had a bunch like 100 to 200, because I think that's where Tree of Life and Days of Heaven and Badlands sure. all fall. Yeah, Tree of Life is 107. Uh, Days of Heaven is 126. Um, I th- Thin Red Line is 194. 
Uh, Badlands is two hundred five. Yeah, I th- I think his highest is going to be New World. That's bold. Ban- with Banshees of Inisherin, uh, people have Colin Farrell fever. <laughs> no, I I I think it'll, I think it'll be true. I think it'll be true. Yeah, it'll be true. Life. Although I believe yeah. Peter Labuza has uh, the New World on his vote. Oh really? He's a it's huge, a huge New World fan. Uh, I I think it's not widely popular enough. No, but hey, it's got a good Criterion release, and they have the director's cut in it, so that improves. Yeah, it. I mean, I I would I, I I'd be pumped if that was the highest Malik, just because uh, I think it doesn't get enough respect, and I think it's basically on the same tier as those other movies. Uh huh. So what's your number eight prediction? Well, technically, this is my number nine prediction because I've had the bonus one. Okay. Um, I predict that there will be more than one movie out of Asia in the top ten. Mm. Uh, I don't think so it's ever been more than was, one. It was, only, it was only Tokyo Story. Yeah, it was only one. It was only Tokyo Story. Yeah, I think I I agree in my uh, top ten prediction. Okay. I actually had I had three written. I only down. had two. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think I'd only have two. Are they the same two that I have? Do you think? Yes. I'm curious okay. to know what the extra one would be, because you have three. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get there very shortly. Yeah. Um, my next prediction. Which one do I want to go with? I have a couple that are that are sort of going to be uh, discussed when we do our. Uh, uh, yeah, I tried not to do one that was itself. too specific to my top yeah. ten. But yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll leave those. Um, I think that. The the newest movie to be in the top 250. I think the newest is going to be Parasite and the second newest is going to be Moonlight. I'll actually give you a quick prediction. Um, there will be more than one movie post-2018. Or when did Moonlight come out? That was 2016, right? 2016, yeah. I'll say there are more than one movie post-2016 that will be in the top 100. Ooh, in top 100. I think Moonlight. I think Parasite. I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I think Drive My Car. I think Lady Bird. These are all movies that I think could really resonate with some of the wider and younger critics that they're going to be putting up. And I think more than one of them will be in the top 100 in the critics poll. Interesting. I would I would bet against something like Drive My Car as much as I mean I I think that movie's if there's fantastic any movie but I think it's since, I think it's too I think it's too new I guess but if there's one movie post 2015-2016 that should be on the sight and sound list it should be Drive My Car. Yeah. That is by far the best movie that's come out in the last 10 years. Like not even close. I would need to think. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but I don't disagree with that if that makes sense. Sure. I'm not prepared to. I'm not prepared to commit either way. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not even sure. Like, 
It may not even be my favorite Hamaguchi, just because I loved Asuka one you and did, two so you much. Did that's really the movie that like Asuka one and two. That's the movie that like the more like every time I thought about it, I liked it even more. Sure. So what's your next uh, official prediction? Your your penultimate prediction. I guess my penultimate prediction would be the more than one movie past. 2016 in the top 100 that would okay that'd be my penultimate. you're turning that it that that's an official prediction that's now. an official prediction okay um my next official prediction this is this sort of ties into my very first prediction about man with the movie camera honestly i like and i like that movie i just feel like uh, it's taken a real big hit for me today for whatever reason uh but i, I think so that was obviously like it was in the top 10 it was the number one documentary mm-hmm. um i I think the number one documentary is uh, going to be Shoah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I would have guessed Hoop Dreams. Oh, that's that's uh, oh, that's a good one. So I actually started to make a top docs list, uh-huh. and uh, I didn't include Hoop Dreams, and I'm I'm switching out one <laughs> 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 because <laughs> that. That, that that should be on there. So uh, here are some, and I'm not positive I agree with this uh, order, but I think it's going to be Shoah. I think Man with the Movie Camera will probably be next after that still. Okay. Um, I think Close Up is probably after that. Oh, yeah. Good point. Um, Sans Soleil, I think, is next. That was pretty high up on the list before. Okay. I think I think Active Killing is going to make a big splash for, like, for a, a really for a new point. movie and That's for a, a doc. That's a really good point. Um, the Thin Blue Line. Yeah, yeah. Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams is a great call. Um, I I I, I think that movie is very popular. Mm-hmm. And could definitely. I, I like. Did it make the two fifty last time? I don't know I don't if I saw it, it in the top one hundred, but I think that's one that will have a big jump. It's not yeah, in the top one hundred. Um, I I definitely could see that making a big jump. Um, I think uh, Histoire du Cinema will probably mm-hmm. place, but will drop a lot. Yeah. Um, I think... What do you think about this? Ex Libris. Wiseman is very popular. I, I don't even know if that's like the consensus Wiseman. I don't know about to Ex Libris. I think the consensus Wiseman and is probably... Titty Cut Follies? Titty Cut Follies. Um, which... That was his most popular on Letterboxd. Yeah, it I is. Believe. I was just making sure if it was, and it is. Um, what is it? If you sort it by average ranking, it's welfare. It will probably be something... I was going to say it'll probably be something smaller because it'll only be like... Welfare the is the eighth most popular. It's, it's not far down there. Um, and I can tell you where Welfare had a couple of votes on my sight and sound polling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an interesting question about which Wiseman would it be. I think it'd probably be Titty Cut Follies. But that's not like the Wiseman that he really is nowadays, which is very... Um, and, and that's why I was thinking something a little bit newer, like City Hall, Ex Libris, yeah, or Belfast um, Maine is pretty well regarded from the people that see it, even though it's not that popular. Yeah, in Jackson Heights, I don't know. in I Jackson ju- Heights, might, is in ja- I was gonna say in ja- in Jackson Heights is would probably be um, that might be his greatest concept of uh, 
documentary that he like uh picked as a subject yeah ex lubris though also has like i'm sure there will be a large new york contingent of voters that's a good point that that may that may bring um some voters along with it and then my last one that i had on the documentary sub list is uh the house is black oh yeah that's gonna jerk Farazad doc which i know you love too um so that that those are my top 10 uh docs we got a chris marker in there chris marker uh holds on a couple movies in the top 100 i'll be happy to i think he will all right i got what's uh your final this one is painful to me and this is probably the one that makes me the most uh lydia tar in the juilliard scene um i don't correct Look, let's not try to get us canceled on this podcast, okay? <laughs> Wait, did Lydia Tar do anything wrong <laughs> other than like uh, running up the stairs uh, clumsily? <laughs> that was that part is so funny. I really don't want to talk about too much about how like actually funny this movie is because I think it ruins a bit of the experience of like you're watching. It, you're like, oh, this is really just kind of a fucked up comedy, but. The part where she just like runs up the stairs and hits her head and it cuts to her like smashing the ice. I was like, okay, you you got me, Todd. You got me. Okay, so this is my Lydia Tarr prediction. There's not going to be a musical or a Western in the top 25. I think every year they've had at least one, if not more, mainly with the searchers and singing in the rain. I don't see any in the top 25. So you are to the searchers as I am to man with the movie camera. Like, I just think it's going to totally slip. I mean, my my first thing was no silent films in the critics poll. I think man with the movie camera will be in the top 35, maybe. Yeah. I I don't see any musicals or Westerns sticking around. There are not genres that are in all of interest right now. Um, Musical, maybe more so. But let me just tell you, the musicals of today that are popular are not the musicals of the past. I don't think there's the same level of interest in those movies. Um, To be fair, there's not like a level of diversity within those genres as much as I love them. Um, You don't see a lot of, um, you know, musicals coming out of Japan or Westerns coming out of Japan. Um, So that, that might be a bit of the thing that I think could hurt it, but I... Yeah, that's true. I just don't see these uh, sort of bygone genres hanging on in the 2012 list. I don't know. I could, I could easily see um, one of the big Demi musicals slipping that in there. That could be. Could be. It should be Rochefort of the of all of them, though. Mm. Come on, you know it's Rochefort. It's easily his best. Umbrellas. It's a great movie, but. Rochefort. I feel like I'm like Siskel or Ebert when they yell at each other, just like, come on, you know you know better than this. I don't I'm going with my heart. You may be going with uh Oh, I like I like the colors in the serial killer subplot. That's not oh my god. Okay. I'm just going with I'm just going with what I feel. Do you think La La Land will be on the list? No. What? In the top 100? In the top or the 250? 250. No. All right, I'll bet you La La Land's in the top 250. Okay. 
<laughs> Make that another prediction. Write it what? down. Write it down. While well, laying in the top 250? Yeah. I, I'm going to lose my mind if Lala I and, and I like Lala Land, no, but Lala like, what are we fine. doing, folks? I like it. <laughs> well enough. It is not... All right. Uh, what do I want to go with? <laughs> Sorry, did I put, like, the fear of God in you for a second? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to... This is kind of a two-in-one. Okay. Um... I think that uh, I'm going with a couple uh, like art house Asian movies, both breaking in. Okay. Tropical Malady and Goodbye Dragon in. A hundred percent will be in there. How far? I could see yeah, them being we'll in be the, the top hundred. Uh, I think top hundred. That's what I was thinking is top hundred for both. For but sure. I, I do know about top fifty, especially Tropical Malady. No, well, actually, both of them are pretty hard to see. They are in terms of like American distribution, but. They're actually pretty easily pirated. <laughs> like, yeah, well, sure. I think everything, most things are pretty easily pirated. Joe seems pretty okay with him putting out his movies to be pirated. You know who else is very okay with their movies being pirated? Uh, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Did you see that? I, I didn't know what happened. Somebody in uh so his his new movie's on uh the Roku it's channel. It's so weird, yeah. And he had an Australian fan say like I can't get it. Is there will it ever be available? And he said I don't know that there he's like I think he said something along the lines of um if you're asking me is it available? I would say VPN and then parentheses, very probably no. <laughs> and then he said uh, something about a torrent of questions. So he's basically saying, like, if you're in Australia, use a torrent. Uh, either either torrent it or use a VPN. <laughs> yeah. I, which, is, uh, which is pretty great. I think Joe has the same attitude with his movies. Just like, you want to watch Boon Me? I'm just going to put a file out somewhere. And I feel like if you ask a lot of people, like... Uh, do you have a file of this uh, Peach Pong movie? They're like, yeah. Dude, fi- those files are everywhere. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call a little bit of BS on Joe being that way, actually. Interesting. Because they didn't even want Memo- they didn't even want Memoria to like. Yeah, but did the Memoria <laughs> get a get a disc release? No, but then Memoria became so easily piratable, like a week after it dropped in its first theater. Sure. I, th- I think part of that was not driven by him, though. I think it was driven by, like, the fact that people couldn't see it. So they're Probably. like, well, I'm, I'm going to see it. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready All right. To do so top those 10? are our uh, 10 predictions. Yeah. I want to hear what your, your top 10 is. Okay. So I'll do all 10 first. Yeah. Yeah. Just go through it, though. Okay. I have Apocalypse Now at 10. Breathless at nine. Wow, that's going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Godard passed. I think right. Godard in, dying in, yeah. right in the middle of voting. I, it's it's a very dark and cynical thing to say, but I think his movies will jump almost across the board. I, I considered. I I actually considered that for that reason. Mm-hmm. Eight. I have Persona. Hmm. Seven. I have The Godfather. Six, I have the rules of the game. Five, I have Mulholland Drive. 
Four, I have Tokyo Story. Three, I have Citizen Kane. Two, I have In the Mood for Love. And one, mm. I have 2001 A Space Odyssey. You think Vertigo's going to drop out of the top ten? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Well, two of my predictions um, will uh, You know we'll what? I'll so switch I Vertigo had... and Rules of the Game. I'll go Vertigo at six. Okay. Maybe it won't drop that far, but I think it's going to really underperform. And I don't. And then, so I'll say Rules of the Game is not in the top ten. Okay. So um, I am predicting number ten in the mood for love. Okay. Wow, that's nine, low. I think Searchers. Well, I mean, it's still a big jump for a movie that new. Um, I think Searchers is still going to be in there. I, I think uh, that's your number nine. People, yeah, if they want to have a genre, a western genre movie, I think that's the pick they're going to go with. They don't want it. Um, number eight, I'm going eight and a half. Okay. Number seven, I'm going seven samurai. Okay. Uh, number five, I think rules. Wait, six. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. Yeah, I, 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 number six. I think Sunrise is still going to be up there. Okay. Uh, my number five. I think Rules of the Game. Okay. So I'm keeping it in the top ten. Uh, number four, Tokyo Story. My number three, which is, uh, which was going to be another one of my uh, predictions, is that uh, 2001 is going to be at number three. I think 2001 is going to have a not- massive, massive bump. Yeah. I have it at number one. So, and I think it'll be number one for yeah, both so we, directors and critics. So we both we both predicted that it would move up a lot, even though it started off at like number six or something like that. Yeah, it was number two uh, on the you, director's poll, and I think it's going to take it over too. But you went you went even higher than than what I predicted, mm-hmm. um, and then I have a uh, Kane at number two, and I think Vertigo. My prediction is that Vertigo is going to hold on to number one. All right, we will see. This will be interesting. I like. I think I like Citizen Kane better than Vertigo. No, I, I would take Vertigo more than Citizen Kane, but yeah. both are. I mean, I, I love both of those movies. Both are fives. But I, I th- yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, but I think I think Vertigo people like at the time there was sort of. I don't know if backlash is the right word, but there was a lot of controversy. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was there or, or, or there was. Yeah, there was a hubbub about Citizen Kane no longer being the number one. Mm-hmm. But over time, I feel like people have, have said, like, yeah, actually, like, Vertigo is... Uh, it's got, like, the psychosexual component that people are into. People love Hitch. I don't know. I think I think it's got a strong chance at... I just... I had a, I had a film class uh, recently, and oh, boy, did they not like Vertigo. Why? What is there not to like about it? Um, it's abusive to women. As opposed to Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. who's... Uh... Well, they didn't like Citizen Kane either. We did that one as well, and that was quite roundly... Uh... The response was disgruntled at best, I would say. C- can you come up with uh, what you think their top five would be? Oh, I remember a lot of people really liking um, Iron Man, The Force Awakens, uh, a lot of a lot of Wally, a lot of Wally. By Iron Man, you mean Tetsuo the Iron Man? No, sadly, no. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, they 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 did not like Citizen Kane. They did not like Rosemary's Baby. They did not like Vertigo. Um, they did really like Singing in the Rain. They were big singing on Big and Singing in the Rain. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the others we watched. Um, they were mixed to positive on Afterlife. The um, cur- cur- the oh yeah the cur- creator. creator. Um, or too many more. Uh, the Searchers was a real mixed bag. That was an interesting discussion. I'm surprised that that would be a mixed bag if uh, if if Virgo was too much. Uh, yeah. Who's who's the person who's like Searchers? Totally cool with it. Vertigo, bad politics. I think I just remember more boys sticking up for the Searchers, honestly, than Vertigo. Sure, I, I I guess I can see. But that. I remember my film teacher not knowing what the green light was in Vertigo. She thought it was white. Oh, are you, yeah, 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 that's weird. Um, that's like a maybe. There's like a a, a a golden white dress type thing where the rods and co- the cones, I in 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 the retina just aren't aren't, aren't triggering right. I mean, maybe, but like that's one of the most famous uh motifs in film is the vertigo green ray right so i guess uh if i want to like try to actually give an answer like a like a thoughtful response as to why someone would be well no actually that's backwards i was gonna say like in in vertigo i feel like it's more uh blatant that scotty has something wrong with him as opposed to the searchers where like I don't know. There is the part where John- there, there's I think it's very easy if you wanted to, it would be very easy to read uh the searchers as being like he Ford thinks that uh Ethan is correct. Where I don't think that's what he's saying, but I think that's an easy I misreading. Don't, I don't of think it. it's an easy misreading, but it happens. Yeah. Anywho. Uh yeah, so those are our predictions and they should be coming out. Two, three weeks from now? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to release this episode maybe like the day or two before. So when you hear it, dear listener, um, it'll be coming out in the next day or so. So you can uh, quickly see how right or wrong we were. (sighs) Yeah. I got to figure out what my sight and sound list would be. Oh yeah, should we talk about what? Because uh... I have, I have, I, I've basically narrowed it down to fifteen, maybe nineteen movies that I'm like, th- those would be my sight and sound movies, and I'll say fifteen to twenty, and I'm gonna have to eliminate like half of them, and I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't, I don't know if it's possible. Uh, I'm doing only one per director. I'm assuming you would be doing the same. Uh, so when you um, had your when you started your uh, letterboxed poll, I went up to twenty five. It was yeah, it was ten to twenty five. I said I was going to do ten only, just as like an exercise for myself. Okay, uh, I only wanted to do twenty five, and I said I was only going to do one per director, and then promptly did not follow. Yeah, because you that, did a, the one criterion. I, you did marker yeah. twice. So right? I've got it pulled. Yes, I've got it pulled up here if you want me to read it off. Uh, In No Order, Days of Heaven. Wow. 
I don't think I would have thought that was no. in your top three, Malik. Uh, that was a weird. I, I just uh, like usually I had cited Tree of Life as my favorite. Tree of Life, then then Red Lion, then uh, the New World, and then uh, Days of Heaven. Wow, Nick. Yeah, for for whatever reason, just when I when I made this at the time, uh, I was really feeling it, and uh, I'm still feeling it. So good. Okay. Elaine May's A New Leaf. Oh, you do love that. I still never seen it. I love it so much. Um, Mikhail Kilatazov's I Am Cuba. And that classic. Uh, David Lean's Brief Encounter. Oh, interesting. Because I have a David Lean movie I'm considering about cutting, and it's not Brief Encounter. Larry? It's Larry. Yeah. There's nothing like uh, Lawrence Arabia, honestly. Nothing. Not even close. Yeah. Wong Kar Wai's in the mood for love. Sure, sure. Stanley Donnan and Gene Kelly singing in the rain. Got tear. Orson Welles with Citizen Kane. Okay. Frankie Ford Coppola with The Godfather Part 1. Part 2 is better. It's not. Uh, <laughs> doesn't have Brando. Chris Part Marker's Son Soleil. So what are you going to say? De Niro is better than Brando between both of the two in those movies. Okay. It also doesn't have James Caan, so. Gotcha there. You know, you could, if you said Brando plus Caan is equal to De Niro, I I would give it to you. I'd call that. Okay. Uh, Chris Marker's Sans Soleil and Chris Marker's, of course. La Jete. La Jete. Well, I was really hoping that one of yours would overlap with one of the 20 that I have. So I could just say like, I'll eliminate that one. Me too. But I don't have a single uh, crossover with you between your 10 and my 20. What about directors? Many crossovers. Okay. Do you mind if I just read the 20? I don't want to... If I'd have had the time, I could have... Cut it down to 10. Um, let's see. Um, I'll, I guess I'll go in this order. Um, so I have All That Heaven Allows. Ooh. Great movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Do you like it less than the imitation... Uh, not the imitation game. What the fuck am I saying? Imitation, imitation of Life. Imitation of Life. Um, I, know, I have to think about it. You have Imitation of Life a lot higher than me. But I, I'm a real stand for all that heaven allows. Um, yeah, both both are, uh, I think, pretty clearly five-star oh, movies no, for me. No doubt. I don't, no doubt. I don't know which one I would have higher. I know that Imitation of Life uh, made me... It gave me a more visceral reaction. The, the ending of Imitation of Life is one of the most tragic things yeah i i had a much stronger just like personal reaction to it but i don't know that that necessarily makes a better movie yeah um i don't know both are great uh so i'd have all that heaven allows um age of innocence just you had a marty correct no i didn't really i thought you had a. I didn't have any I didn't have any by like many of my favorite directors. 
Interesting. Okay. Like, okay. People that I would have as like my top five favorite directors didn't make it onto the list. Interesting. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah, all that happened to the Age of Innocence. I'd have uh, Rise the Big City. Um, mm-hmm. Eddie Yang's Brighter Summer Day. That's uh, that's one that I would I would consider either that or Yee, but probably a Brighter Summer Brighter Day. Brighter Summer Day kind of is the the like ultimate statement, if that makes any sense. My Halloween costume. Um, wait, what? I said my Halloween costume. Oh my god, yes, the best Halloween costume there ever was. <laughs> um, I was very happy with that. Nobody knew what I was doing. Did you show any of you like your friends like what you were doing? They were like, okay, okay. Oh, I had the picture on my phone, and just everyone would say, "What are you supposed to be?" or "Should I know what this is?" And I would pull out the phone for people who don't know what we're talking about. It is the picture of Edward Yang on the set of A Brighter Summer Day, where he's wearing uh, a San Francisco 49ers hat, sunglasses, glasses on his t-shirt. It's a Hagen Dazs t-shirt with like the sleeves rolled up. And uh, a headphone, a single headphone in. It's one, one like we were just like talking, or I, I think I'd like had to show somebody for like the hundredth time. And my friend Jake just like starts laughing. He's like, "I've never seen you more happy than you are right now." I mean, like, <laughs> like just, just being like in my own place. I like to everyone. I was like, I know that I. I know that nobody knows what I am. I just needed to do this for me. Yeah. Um, it was really fun getting you that hat, honestly. It, it's 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 so good. <laughs> Searching for that thing was so tough, but... I had I had looked so long I for know it. It's so had. fucking hard to find. I, I, I don't know where you guys got it, and I don't ever want to know. I just want to imagine that you guys like created it out of thin air. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Um... All right, so so brighter summer brighter day. summer day. Um, I have Ang Lee's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which I mm. think is my newest. No, it's not my newest movie. Um, <laughs> King Vidor's The Crowd. Yeah, that's a good one. Orson Welles's Magnificent Ambersons. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? LOA? Sorry, I'm, I just tried writing them down in Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, Lawrence of Arabia. Um, Moment of Innocence. La Dolce Vita. Oh, yeah. Come on, Nick. What are you doing? How is La Dolce Vita not, like, in the top ten? How, I'm, uh, I, it's, in the, it's in the top 50, I believe, which is Eight pretty, and a half took its spot. and It's strong. Eight and a half is very good, but, but La Dolce Vita, man. That's the one. Yeah. I, I, God, I love that movie. Um, I'm trying to do the. I tried to make this in alphabetical order, but I I, I didn't do very well. So, um, that that that's just how we'll have to do it. Um, scattered clouds, or um, how, what is the letterbox title? Because I don't use scattered clouds. It's two in the shadow, which is a Naruse movie. Oh. It's excellent. Um, Redbeard, Wizard of Oz. Spirited Away, which is, which is my newest movie. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. 
Um, to Sleep With Anger, The Puppet Master, Tokyo Story, and The Red Shoes. Those are my 20. Nice. Um, how many of those do you think will end up in the top 25? Um, kind of think it's zero. You don't think any of them? I think Tokyo Story is going to stay in the oh, top fuck. 10. Sorry, I thought I forgot about Tokyo Story. Yeah. I could see uh, Larry making it up there. I would hope Larry could make it up there. That's just like a... Why wouldn't people vote for Lawrence of Arabia? It's just so... It's an easy vote. Yeah. So yeah, that's my... Uh... Spirited Away is one that I would... I don't think it would make it that high, but I'd be uh, like... Uh, delighted. It should. Beyond all description. Beyond all description <laughs> if, if it made it that high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just realized I didn't have a musical in my top 20, so maybe I'm part of the problem. You didn't have what on your top A 20? musical. Oh, Wizard of Oz, I guess, technically counts as a musical, even though Letterboxd is ra- yeah. uh, listed as such. No, that's definitely a musical. I don't have a horror movie. That's a little disappointing. Although Cure is like two spots away from where I am here. So remember how good Cure is? Yeah. I, I That would be cool if that made it in the top 100. It's so good. I also don't have a silent movie. Oh, no, I do. I have the crowd. City Lights is like two spots off as well. So, And Meet Me in St. Louis was like six spots. So that's another musical. But mm-hmm. I like my list. I think I think I have the best list of anyone who's made a list. I like mine. I, I, Yours doesn't even have Lachete <laughs> on it. Yours doesn't have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Come on. It really should. Man, I feel like that movie never gets talked about anymore. No. But but then when whenever you bring it up, everyone's like, oh yeah, it's like a perfect, it's like literally a perfect movie. Like every frame of that movie is perfect. It's one of those where like it's on TV quite a lot. And I turn it on and like literally anytime I turn it on, I'm like, oh my God, wow, look at what they're doing. Look at what they're doing. With the camera, with the acting, like everything. It's just like, wow. They they are unbelievable in how they made this movie. I mean it looks incredible. It's one of the best um like Wusha movies. Yeah. In terms of like the fight scenes, but it's also like maybe the most romantic movie. It is the most romantic movie that's ever been that's ever been made. Um, I was talking with Kasi a little bit. We actually watched um, Billy Lynn this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking a little bit about. Is that good? I've never seen it. It's a movie. <laughs> I okay. watched it without 3D and without high frame rate. So. Yeah, you weren't watching it at at 240. <laughs> thousand frames per second and i could tell i was missing a bit of the experience i will say um it was interesting i would watch it again i i don't know but i was talking a little bit about how i find ang lee really interesting because in almost all of his movies he has two characters that are complete emotional foils to each other where one is a very like fiery outgoing you know uh emotional person you could go to jake gyllenhaal and brokeback mountain kate winslet and sense of sensibility you could go to um the hulk in hulk um and in uh crouching tiger you would say it's uh Zhang Zhi and chang chen 
And um, mm-hmm. then you'll have another character that's very reserved, internalized, um, struggling with how to release their emotions. And that's Heath Ledger. That's um, <coughs> it's uh, Emma Thompson. It's, um, you know, Eric Bond is actual human person in the Hulk. Like this goes from all, he, he works in so many genres, but it almost is always this uh, bifurcated foil. And um, then in Crouching Tiger, it's uh, Chow Yun-Fat and Michelle Yeoh. And I think out of all those movies with that sort of him looking at two different people and trying to understand their emotional experiences in certain settings, I think he's the most successful in Crouching Tiger with that sort of thing. So you had two Chang Chen movies on your I list. I did have two Chang Chen movies on my list. And I wonder... I could see you really going for... Um, Happy Together or 2046. Not the Chang Chen movie I thought you were going to say that I'm, I think I'm the most excited for. I was going to, I was saying those, so those are the two Wong Kar Wise. I really think uh, you would go for The, the Assassin, is, which I'm guessing is the one you were yes, thinking of. The Assassin is one of the movies I think I'm most anticipated and will probably watch by the end of the year. Um, I've recently watched. Um, what is it called? Dust in the Wind, which is another Ho Shou Shen. Mm-hmm. And was again like, this guy is just literally the best director ever. And yeah, that, the assassin is uh, like incredibly hard to follow. Well, I, <laughs> it's just like, it's so hard to follow, but it's such a good movie. That's another one, like sort of uh, in the same vein as um, like the Goodbye Dragon Inn or, yeah. or what was, what was the other one I said? Tropical Malady, where it's like an art house, movie from asia that i think could make a big splash and i i like city of sadness was on there mm-hmm. last time but that one's so hard to see and the transfers out there are like terrible fucking garbage but the interesting that, thing that is i th- i think uh the assassin might be the the whole movie to make it out or like millennium mambo it, i know millennium it's very popular. Mambo i haven't seen one. that one. i don't assassin doesn't have a very good reception honestly really no. it was like that was that was a movie where um it, it didn't win the palm and people were like in shock yeah. that that uh it because it lost to something like not i think it lost to like deep on or some, something something that it, it was clearly a i think it lost to. to i daniel blake clear like the assassin is clearly superior to i daniel blake a movie that i don't like. i don't mean to equivocate but it, it, it is like ho shao shen's very abstract cinema onto crouching tiger hidden dragon where there's action and forbidden romance and that is very much a me sort of thing to enjoy so the assassin just seems like a fastball up my alley for me it's so fucking good i can't wait to see it um that's right i do have two cheng chen movies is there another director i have or an actor it was i have it was the uh, the deep on okay. here, which is also a movie. I, I I'm I'm not a a big fan of. It was the assassin, uh, the assassin and Carol. Oh my god! And 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 um, and do? mountains may depart. What are they doing? And mountains may depart. Yeah, like, and I know you're not a fan of the lobster. That's but. still more accomplished. Like. How 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 great would it have been if the lobster won the palm tour? Not over those other movies though. Um. No, but it still would have been very fun. You mentioned Mountains Made Apart, though. Um, I did a weird, like, game with you and Jenna where I made you say, guess, like, I, ga- I gave you a Wikipedia quote of someone, like, their favorite movies are The Departed and Game of Thrones, and they also really like Zhang movies. And I was like, who is this? 
mm-hmm. and it's oh, and it turned out to be Xi Jinping who like regularly bans those movies in his country. Yeah, what is he's like? Only I can watch he's like, these. I, the... I, they're great. They're great. I'm not showing it to anyone else. Like these are gonna stay here. I want to know what Xi Jinping's uh, sight and sound list would be. Like, would he have still life? Would he have? Oh yeah. Would he have ashes, pierced white? What's the jaw he's gonna pick, man? Uh, if his list, I think he's a, I think he's a touch of sin, dude. That's true. I I actually think he's a mountains made apart, dude. You think so? Mm-hmm. He could be ashes purest white, just like Barack Obama. Yeah, that's true. Um, where does it say? We could give a little bit of what his uh. His favorite movies are Saving Private Ryan, The Departed, The Godfather, and also praising the independent filmmaker Jean Janka. That's that's a pretty good good taste. That's a pretty good sight and sound. Um, yeah, I, I want. I w- yeah, I want to see his letter. I want to see his letter. Can we have all the world leaders release their uh, top ten? We could have a world leader sight and sound. That'd be pretty funny. Who do you think has the worst uh, sight and sound list of the world leaders? Trudeau, Macron. Uh, that's basically the, the same. Word. Oh yeah, true. We're basically true. naming the same. Yeah, this is the same it's, guy. It's the same guy. It's like, it's the office meme with Pam, where it's like this is the same person. Those guys have yeah. those guys have shit tastes. Who's who's Bolsonaro has terrible taste. Yeah, but then he got taken over you by Lula, it. and Lula probably has some sick taste. Yeah, Lula, Lula probably watches like fucking bangers. He he does watch bangers. Um, yeah. who's the new uh, British MP? Oh, I, I, I don't remember his name. I can't imagine that's going to last. No. Um, I Like I said, I barely finally knew what Liz Truss's name was, and then she was <laughs> kicked out. So I can't keep up with you guys. Um, but I, I bet his taste sucks, too. I don't, I don't trust a lot of British Parliament tastes as far as that goes. Uh, Rishi Sunak. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, you want to do a quick round of what we've been I'd watching? I'd love to do a quick round of what we have been watching. You go first, though. All right. What have you been watching? Oh, let me uh, pull it up. Oh. Well, I, I, off the top of my dome, um, I watched uh, Elvis, which I don't want to talk about it too much since I think it would be a more interesting conversation if uh, Jana were here, but I was um, not a fan okay. of Elvis, like even a little bit. Sure. I, uh, I, I really hated it to, to be honest, like to not, to not mince words. I, I really kind of loathed, uh, every second I watched, <laughs> I, I, I spent watching that movie. Um, I watched a bunch of short films. I talked last time about heavy metal parking lot mm-hmm. and on the, on the disc for that, the director, Jeff Krulik, he's made just a bunch of like very short documentaries about weird, like fringy sorts. Um, so I watched a bunch of those. They're all varying degrees of interesting but none of them are uh like too too remarkable okay. uh let's see i watched wendell and wild which is the new oh, yeah. henry Selleck movie that's on netflix i'm excited for that one it's tr- it's charming it's way too busy like it's trying to do way too okay. much uh it's trying to cr- it's like trying to cram too much in and uh i, I think the script it, it's i read a 
somebody's letterbox said like the script feels like a first draft and then somebody else said that like the movie feels like a first draft and like it needed to be edited again okay um and i think both of those are true <laughs> like it's it's just very shaggy in a bad okay. way um but it's like it's it's not without its charm okay. And and it's nice to see uh, stop motion animation. Um, I watched the Tomb of Lygia, which is the last movie in the uh, the the Roger Corman doing Edgar Allan Poe adaptations with uh, Vincent Price. Okay, and those are pretty good one too. Like it's that's the only one they did like on a on a nice set <laughs> or like on a different on, on location rather than on like a uh, like a that studio might ruin set. The experience of those movies. Uh, I still found it very charming. I I, I had a good time watching those movies. Um, Nellie and I watched uh, the X-Files episode called um, Jose Chung's From Outer Space, which is a a Rashomon style. Oh, um, okay. I remember you guys messaging about that. Like, yeah, story told from multiple uh, perspectives. So we watched Rashomon. She'd never seen it before. Oh, okay, okay incredible movie i just i I love that's that's a movie that uh was like just outside of my top 10 when i made that list i think if my brother Um, made a list it would be in his top 10 yeah it's it's a it's a perfect movie um i watched another one that i should wait to talk about uh more in depth till janice here but cha-cha real smooth Uh which is cooper rafe's sophomore film i didn't like it as much as shit house um i liked it more than steven liked it steven really didn't like it uh, I didn't like it as much as Jana liked it, but uh, I found it charming. I, I watched it in two sittings, and in the first sitting, I was like very like not feeling mm-hmm. it, and then the second half of it. I don't know if it was the second half of the movie or just watching it on a different day put me in a better mood. Sure. Um, but it, it, it won me over. Nice. Uh, I watched Chen Kaiga's uh, Yellow Earth, which is like a fifth generation. It's actually a, a Chinese musical. Oh, nice. Yellow it's uh, a, about a soul like a yellow earth yeah it's about a communist soldier uh during the uh war against japan in the 1930s uh where he like travels to um like oh yeah this some is of the, the guy that to... made a uh, farewell of my concubine that's how i know yeah that. and it was it was shot by uh zeng Yimou. oh yes so it's about this guy like co- collecting folk songs mm-hmm. basically um, I watched the Weird Al Yankovic uh, biopic, which I I found to be pretty funny. Yeah. It's it's not quite uh reaching the levels of like Walk Hard, uh-huh. I think, in terms of like the skewering the biopic, but it's got a few bits in it that are very very good. Uh, let's see. I talked about rewatching Videodrome. Uh, the only other thing I watched was uh, Buck and the Preacher, which is a uh, oh, newish Criterion release. I almost watched Buck and the Preacher this week. That'd been funny. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's so it's a uh, Sidney Poitier uh, directed it, and he stars in it alongside Harry Belafonte. He's Buck, and he's a guy who it's like just after the Civil War, uh, freed um, enslaved people in the South are like trying to find jobs out west. So he's he's helping like get them out west, and there are uh, like white people who are massacring them. So it's him trying to help them help like help help those people stop the murderous white people and then the preacher is kind of like uh someone who 
is sort of uh he's not quite he's a con man ish he's got con manny vibes um but then they they sort of form like a, a an odd bond it sounds um, awesome and it's it's interesting it's interesting because like that all sounds and is like very harrowing and serious but the movie's also got kind of like a light tone to it like it's 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 much less dour than you would think a movie like that uh-huh. would be um so it's it's an interesting balance and i think Poitier does a, a good job because um it's never like too brutal like or, i mean it has its moments but throughout it it never feels like uh you're watching this horrendous movie which you really yeah. could um cuz it's it's got all these movies or all these moments within the movie of sort of almost goofiness sure with with the Harry Belafonte character especially he 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 does some he's got some good bits so uh, yeah I would, I, would, I think you would like it oh, I, I think wait it's, to see uh, that one. definitely worth checking out uh, so what did you watch this week or the last couple of weeks so I watched um, my Halloween watch was the Ghost and Mrs Muir have you seen that one no I haven't um, Kathy and I put it on kind of expecting like. Uh, a ghostly rom-com sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both weeping at the end. <laughs> so yep. not not um, not exactly what we'd expected, but the ghost part was cool. Um, I w- the Mrs. Muir part upsetting. <laughs> uh, everything about that movie was tragic at the end. Um, I watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I watched a l- 12, 12 Buster Keaton movies. Um, mm. Granted, most of them are ten to twenty minutes long. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I just watched a bunch that I just had never seen before. And I think out of all the ones I saw, I really loved Our Hospitality. That one kind of stood out as maybe my favorite. Um, do you have a favorite? um buster keaton short or feature short um does does sherlock jr count as a short or a feature both i don't know i think it technically counts uh that would if that counts as a feature it'd be my favorite feature um short i would either go uh one week i would go one week the high sign is probably high sign i I did love high sign I really liked High Sign yeah. and um, The Haunted House, which remind me a lot of one week of just like, let's jerry-rig a house to co- like completely destroy people's mm-hmm. lives. And it works great. So I can't argue with him there. I watched, do you remember me talking about uh, Li Han Cheng? But yeah, The Enchanting Shadow. I talked a little bit about that one, which was a Chinese. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I watched another one of his called The Love Eterne or Etern. I don't know exactly how you'd pronounce that part of the word, but um, that is actually uh, an Asian musical as well. It's almost entirely sung through, mm. and it's perfect, and I really think Criterion should get out and remastering this guy's movies, because they are hard to find and beautiful to look at. I also had a Naruse binge. Um yeah, I saw that you'd watched a few of those. I think out of all the ones I watched, I liked Repast the most, as well as uh, probably Flowing. I, I, I just uh, he does not miss. I really did not have a sub amazement experience with any of the ones I watched. I loved Repast though, which is one he did with Suzuki who is 
the best. Um, I watched a Western called The Yellow Sky, which is sort of based on The Tempest. It's by William Wellman. Mm. I, I think William Wellman is a really underrated director as far as pop entertainment goes. I watched uh, three Marlene Dietrich movies that are not directed by, or um, no, two. They're two, not JVS? Not JVS. I Sorry, I only watched two. I watched one JVS without Sternberg, which is Docks in New York. But I also watched uh, Destry Rides Again, which was a blast. And uh, Lubitsch's... Oh, this is the Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. So he's buried. And then I also watched Lubitsch's Angel, which, have you seen that one? No, I think that's like the highest regarded of the Lubitsches that I haven't seen. It's it's amazing, Nick. Is that um, what a musical? No. Okay. Um, but it, it oh my god, it's so good. Um, the final shot really will stick in your mind. Um, I watched uh Sai Ming Liang's uh, The Hole, which is a sort of musical. Um, if if you've seen that one, no, I haven't. You're gonna love that one. You're gonna see that one, and you're gonna love it. Uh, movie you are—I already know you do love—is Dirty Ho, which was the the most fun I've had watching movie in a long time. Um, Gordon and—is it Liu? I think it's just Lou. Gordon Liu is doing so great. Like as I, I don't know how to fully describe it. He's like a guy fighting other people. Pretending like he's not fighting other people for most of the movie, he's like, per, like hitting people to make them hit other people and be like, "Oh, I'm, I don't know what's going on here." And he's like trying to be all innocent and stuff as he's like this prince in disguise. It is so funny. It, it is, I just, what what a wonderful what a wonderful movie. I saw the new uh, Downton Abbey movie, which was <laughs> better than the first one, which was terrible. But this one wasn't great. I uh, watched Billy Lynn. Um, Ang Lee, man, you're an interesting dude. I watched the Selena Gomez "My Mind and Me" documentary, which was not good. I ah uh, not good. Ah, uh, Selena. Yeah, and then lastly, I watched uh, the Nicholas Sparks movie "The Last Song" with Miley Cyrus, which was so it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, you know what you're getting with Nicholas Sparks movies, and it looked pretty, at least. Acting yeah. okay, but not my cup of tea. No, I don't think it is. Um, but yeah, really, really good uh, past couple weeks between the new Rousse and the uh, Keaton binges. But yeah, that's that's what I got. Nice. So oh, we're still. Oh, one oh. more, one more, one more. Sorry, I watched a bit of a movie called The World at Their Feet. Which is uh, quite often when um, World Cups or Olympics happen, they make promotional movies based around it, like Tokyo Olympiad or something is what mm-hmm. a lot of people know. So I saw this on uh, Fox Sports 1. I saw probably like half an hour of it. Um, it's based around the Mexican World Cup from 1970, which uh, it was so funny. It's all about like... Um, it's mainly about following this kid as he goes to different games and roots for different teams. It was really cute. But uh just got to say, World Cup's coming up. Nick, how many soccer movies will you be watching in the lead-up? Zero. And, and how many of the World Cup games will you be watching? Less than zero. <laughs> Damn it. 
Oh, Nick, I need to get you World Cup pilled. Don't, don't Not going to happen. I'll, I'll definitely get you there. It'll, it'll take some time, though. I don't think so. All right. Well, that's it for me. Yeah. Uh, so we're still waiting on a time where we're all free to get back in the saddle. So keep an eye out for our Nosferatu episode. Nice. As always, you can find us on uh, Letterboxd and, I guess, Twitter for now. I mean, God knows. <laughs> God knows how long that place is going to gonna be uh, available at Great Movies Pod. And then you can find our artwork, as always, by our buddy Scott at artbyscott92 with underscores in between each of those. Mm-hmm. All righty. Roger out. Roger out.